What's happening, friends? Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. And glad you're here. Got a bunch of callers on the phone. Let's go talk to Joanne in Colorado. Good morning, Joanne. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. What can I do for you? Well, I just um, love you guys, so I thought I'd call and get some of your advice. Okay. <laughs> I'm kind of in the dilemma. Well, um, I'm a complete anti-vaxxer, but I have a chance to go to Italy for 12 days in March. So do I get my jab or do I stick to my guns? Hmm. <laughs> well, I have to tell you this. I am not an anti-vaxxer. I'm a very, I, I get vaxxed every day. I stop by Walgreens, <laughs> I just right. get a little pop every day. That's how much. Uh, so we have a different belief system in the vaccine. I'm actually, because I have medical uh, medical condition, um, I'm going to get my booster shot really soon. So I've, I've never had COVID. Knock on wood, I don't get COVID soon. Um, you know, you're kind of walking on the icy water now where you don't know when it's going to crack as far as when you talk about this on the air because people are going to get all upset one way or the other. If it were me, I would get the jab. I would go to Italy. I would have a great time. I would come back. I would stay healthy. I also have access, and I say this in a way of not look at me, It's but I have access to people to talk to who run entire universities, testing centers, uh, colleges that deal in infectious medicine. And I know everybody doesn't have that, so it's hard for me to come on and be like, I know this, I know that. But what I do know is people who have actually done research. When some people go, I've done my own research. No, research is in a lab, and it's with, it's peer. It's, there's, that's research. And so I'm not getting into vaccine research, but I feel comfortable because I talk to people who are heads of entire organizations where their only job in life is to know what's going on with infectious disease, infectious medicine. That being said, I would say get the vaccine because I got the vaccine as soon as it came. It was like a lottery ticket to me. I was like, woohoo, let's go. Um, but that's up to you. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't want to get yelled at. So in order to go to Italy, do you have to get vaccinated? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they have travel restrictions. Got it. Although, when we came back, we went to Greece on our honeymoon. We came back. They didn't really check. They were like, you guys all good? We're like, yep. All right, get on through. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. Um, so, again, I'm not getting political. We don't use this show as that. But since you asked the question, I'm pro-vax. I've always been, so I'm not going to lie to avoid any sort of controversy. I also don't think this is a controversial segment because I'm not doing it for the sake of that. Yeah, and then I would just ask yourself, since you use the language, like, should I stick to my guns? It's like sometimes I feel like when people people speak that way, it's just that they've been one way for so long that they don't feel like if they do something, then suddenly they've abandoned everything that they've ever believed in. And I just don't think that that's the case. And sometimes we can just get stubborn. And to me, if you're doing it just to stick to your guns, that part doesn't make sense to me. For example, I used to never root for Alabama football. Hated them. I thought I'd stick to my guns and hope they'd lose every week. Well, now there are situations where I hope they win. <laughs> when, it, when it helps Arkansas. Oh, well, there you go. See? Oh, wow. See, yeah. we're all what growing. You're doing. Roll that's, tide. That's what's up. So, uh, listen, that's a decision you're going to have to make, but you should just know where I stand as I know where you stand. And I think I've never been to Italy. That Sound, would be amazing. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you, I would say if you if you're want your desire is over an 8.5 to go to Italy, you, mm-hmm. you could probably get it if you're asking us yeah. that question. If it's not, if it's a six or so, Hey, you know, do you live your life, stay healthy, that kind of situation, you know? Appreciate you guys. All right. Um, Thank you. What what are you leaning toward? Great talking to you guys. Well, I went in yesterday for two walk-ins, but I couldn't get in. Well, I tell you. an appointment for tomorrow. Ever since I got the vax, 
I've been feeling better. Been making more money. Wow! Oh, come yeah, on, yeah, really? I've been dri- yeah, I've been okay. driving better. Mm-hmm. My vision's completely repaired in my bad eye. Dang. Oh wow! Yeah. People are going to believe you. I'm lying. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but they're <laughs> people here. What they want to hear? You know what I'm saying? Have you been able to fly yet? Not yet, but I jumped the other day. It was really high. Well, I didn't Stop. come down for like an extra second. Wow. Actually, it was a- oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Hey, Joanne, thank you for the call. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Good luck with your decision. Uh, let's do one more. Uh, Sandy in Kentucky. What's going on, Sandy in Kentucky? Thank you for calling the show. I listen to you every morning, but I've heard just through the years of you mentioned working like at Hobby Lobby and then also being a waiter. And, and other various jobs, but did you always want to be a DJ? It's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. There may be some new listeners that, that don't know. Here is the, uh, the the quick version of my story. I worked maintenance on a golf course, worked at a marina, roofed houses. I did, you know, I, I washed dishes all the way up to waiter, moved up. But I always wanted to do radio since I was like five years old, and I begged for a job, and they hired me to go in and switch out a CD, and I did. It was the Rick D's. Weekly top 30. And I switched it, and somebody got fired, and I got to do weekends. They gave me the stupid name Bobby Bones, which to this day, when I meet somebody new, and they're like, oh, what's your name? I'm still kind of embarrassed, and they've never heard of it. I mean, still, and I've had this stupid name since I was 17 years old. And I'm like, Bobby Bones. They're like, what's that? Bobby Bones. Like, your body? Yeah. I went to, um, and I'll talk about my wrist later, but I went to get my wrist fixed. I had to get it kind of scoped out a little bit. And the guy's like, you're like, Bobby Bones. You're like, if you do what I did, that'd be awesome. And I'm like, well, <laughs> but I don't. I'm not a bone doctor. Um, but yes, I always wanted to be in radio. I always wanted to be a comedian, wanted to be on television. I am lucky enough to have known that's what I wanted to do my entire life. Um, I did go into communications, but I already had a job. And so while I was working and running the school radio station, because I became an adjunct professor in college. So as I was running the school radio station, I also started studying writing um, so, and then so, on and on, but the term DJ slightly offensive to me and I hate that it is. Yeah. I was wondering it's where you were going to do that. It's just yeah, a generational thing. That way. Yeah. It's just a generational thing because I don't really play music. I don't pick the music. Heck, I don't care to play music. I would just sit here and we'd talk for five hours if we could. We used to do that, uh, because we have so many new affiliates on and off all the time to like play a few songs. Well, so for her, what should she call you? Oh, Bobby. No. <laughs> I'm, like the, I'm like the cool teacher who's a little too young. Just call me Bobby. Uh, no, I would, uh, you know, a DJ also is insulting to real DJs who have a skill of mixing. Mm. And that wasn't a thing back then either. Meaning like someone whose career was making electronic music. Um, a radio personality. Mm-hmm. Morning show host. Do you ever fill out, like if you're the doctor, you have to fill out. You put entertainer. Mm-hmm. Oh. Too many Ooh, jobs. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the story, Sandy. Like, I've always known. I started early. I've worked, I feel like, every other job as well. And here we are today. I, I, I definitely, just with regards to this show specifically, like, I started by myself and kind of a, brought on my friends one by one. We were not a syndicated show. We, we did not get picked to be into syndication. Nothing like that happened. We have kind of had to earn our, our way every little step at a time. Um, so, but that's what's up. And here we are today talking to you. Well, it, it, it does make a difference when you do what you you enjoy. Well, you know, you. I mean, because I work at the University of uh, Louisville Dental School. 
so it's always whatever I, I wanted to do. So luckily, you know, I'm lucky enough. But I, I enjoyed listening to you coming into work, thank all you. of you all. And I really also want to thank you because I, you're 30 years, probably 25, 30 years ago, I had like the lasers done, uh, hair removal. I tried to get my husband to do it. He would not do it until he heard you do your ideal image. There you go. Bring it. Yes. Bring it. Ideal image. One hundred percent. Nice. That's well, right. I mean, he's yes. He's had his neck and even his ears done. Um, That's what I should his, get done. My back. ears. My ears grow like a mm-hmm. bush. They're gonna yeah. that's just been fertile. Not my okay. ears. The oh, hair on my ears. Hair. <laughs> you, you, like I can braid these things. Yeah, you should do that. That'd be like zip zip. You're done. Sandy, let me tell you, we appreciate that you called. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have an awesome day. Enjoy it, and y'all keep all of you all keep on. You know what? And I do have to say, Lunchbox is Lunchbox. He's very high strong. Yes. Oh, I thought you were about to say he's your favorite, but okay. (laughs) I don't know what high strong, yeah. You have a lot of energy. Yeah, that's it. Well, I'm tight. All right, Sandy, have a great day. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, let's get started here. Russell Dickerson, love you like I used to. That was a really interesting segment to start off the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of the morning. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I let my friend borrow an expensive dress that I love. She wore it for the event. She borrowed it, but it's been over a month that she hasn't returned it. I wasn't too worried about it, but she posted a picture on Instagram last night and was wearing the dress again. I let her borrow it for one event, but now it seems she's wearing it to multiple things and hasn't even mentioned getting it back to me. If you borrow a dress for a specific event, do you have to ask the person again if you're going to wear it again? Also, should I be annoyed by this? And lastly, how do I handle this with her? I would like my dress back. But I'm also someone who avoids weird confrontation at all costs. Thanks, Katie. Hilarious! She wore it again and posted it on Instagram. <laughs> Hilarious. I mean, if she's gonna wear it again, just don't post it on Instagram. <laughs> well, she obviously doesn't think she knows her friends are gonna see it, so she must not think it's a big deal. She's like, "Oh, I still have my friend's dress. I love it. I'm gonna wear it." She shouldn't think that though. She should give it back. Yeah. She should wear it once, give it back, and if she does wear it a second time, she shouldn't post it on Instagram and give it back dry cleaned. Yeah, that's not her thinking. Mm-hmm. So this is your friend not thinking. So she probably doesn't think she's doing anything wrong, nor is she doing it wrong on purpose. Right. Right. So she's just a dumb dumb. And with dumb dumb sometimes, and I'm a dumb dumb in certain parts of my life, you have to spell it out to them. You have to speak dumb dumb. Yeah, to talk to a dumb dumb, you speak dumb dumb. You gotta tell her you want it back and say, "Hey, my dress looked awesome on you last Tuesday. Can I get that back?" <laughs> yeah. All you gotta say, because I don't think she's keeping it from you on purpose to keep it from you. I think now she's just like, "Well, it's in my house. I look good in it. I'll wear it again." Weird that she'd wear it on Instagram, though. Yeah, yeah that's weird. Well, because I, I don't think she's trying to hide it. I think she's just like, oh, this dress is cute. I'm going to wear it again. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. Ever, would you borrow someone something and then wear it twice? I don't think, if I borrowed someone something for a specific event, I would try to return it as soon as possible. A month would not go by. And if it did and it came up again where I wanted to wear it, I would give that friend a heads up like, hey, I promise I'm getting your dress back to you. I may wear it tonight one more time and then I'm dry cleaning it and returning it to you. What would you say to her? I would say that you have you have every right to ask for your dress back and it doesn't have to be confrontational. Just kindly say like, yeah, like Bobby said, you look great in my in my dress. That's awesome. Like I'd love it back as soon as you can get it to me and let me know if you're going to dry clean it or you want me to and you can Venmo me, whatever. How about this? 
You look great in it. I can't wait to wear it now. Yeah. Boom. Give it Nothing back. awkward. And you don't have to say that. No? You don't have to say that. Hey, you look but great. But I thought you said you had to spell it out for Dum Dum. You do. Yeah. That you, is. You that look is. great. I can't wait to wear it now. So mm-hmm. Dum Dum can say like, well, wait your turn. Because I'm wearing it. Well, no one's wow. No, that's Dum Dum Dum. That's stealing. We're only talking to a Dum Dum. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At that point, she just can keep the dress. Uh, you're, it's okay to be annoyed, Katie, but don't be annoyed thinking she's annoying you on purpose. Yeah, this isn't a game changer for your friendship. It shouldn't ruin anything. If anything, it just, you now know if you loan her something, this might be what it looks like. So you maybe set a boundary that, like, maybe you don't let her borrow clothes. It's like Eddie, I loan him. The SUV. I let him borrow my Hyundai Tucson, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he driving it all over for like three weeks. I had it for he like showed two up in my house driving yeah. it. He's like, yeah, guys, I did this about twenty years ago. I'll never forget. I was at a company Christmas party, and one of my coworkers said, "Hey, I got a cool jacket. You can borrow it." And I said, "Thanks." I kept it for two years because he never asked for it back. You don't have to ask for something back. You loan. I was a dumb dumb then, though. Oh no, that's dumb dumb dumb. <laughs> that's two years. That's three dumbs. <laughs> All right, that's the mailbag. If you want to reach out to us, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. I have two big old bags of Beanie Babies behind me. By the way, I have to get rid of the ghost one soon. Halloween's over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have it up on my desk. We have someone coming on to appraise all these Beanie Babies, right, Scuba Steve? Yes, Dr. Lori. She's a PhD in antiques and collectibles. Amazing. So she's going to come on and tell me if I have thousands of dollars worth of beanie babies. You can have millions. Wow. That I bought, I bought all these from Ray for 100 bucks. Uh, but there are a couple beanie baby stories out there. A middle-aged man armed himself with a baseball bat and a pistol to confront his roommates over stolen beanie babies. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh. That's going to be Bobby, guys. The yeah. man, 54, was arrested. He was booked into jail for investigation of two counts of second-degree assault and one count of domestic violence. The suspect walked into his upstairs roommate's room, woke him by striking him in the head with a baseball bat. Oh, my no, gosh. No, I'm telling you guys, this is oh. going to be Bobby because he's never asked if this door is locked for yes. as long as we've been in the studio. And every morning, Scuba, has anybody been in the studio with my Beanie Babies? Well, I just know somebody's probably like, looking my through bag. my bags, looking at the tags, seeing if they're worth stuff. Yeah, I've I never mean, seen you do that. I mean, you can't leave anything up here. It'll disappear. He allegedly hit him in the head, then hit him in the hand, and then it pointed a pistol at him wow. and his girlfriend while wow. stealing his Beanie Babies. This is out of control. By the way, there was a story the rarest Beanie Babies of all time. And let's just say I might have one or two of these. Okay. Is, there, is it a ghost? Curly the bear. What's that bear right there? <clears throat> exactly. But this one is the Princess Diana one. Yes, the purple one. Mm-hmm. The Curly the bear is worth $14,999. Oh do, you, do you know if you have that one or not? Let's just say I'm going to let Dr. Lori's <laughs> coming on the show to figure that out for us. There's Valentina the bear, $14,000. There's Hope the bear. What's the most expensive one I could possibly have? Ooh, the, apparently there's a Halloween ghost. They've only made one of worth almost $1 million. <gasps> Wait, wait, is it that one? It's this what? one right here. Wow. You serious, dude? No, I'm not at all. <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to get her on in the next uh, few days or maybe a week, and we will go through all these bears. And maybe one of the most riveting segments in radio history. Yes. Bear by bear. Mm-hmm. What about this one? Ooh. How much is this one worth? <laughs> it's like that. What's that TV show? Antique Road Show? <laughs> yeah, except way crappier. That's what this is going to <laughs> and be. And no visual. <laughs> the latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Thomas Rhett is releasing a new song this Friday called Slow Down Summer. Here's a clip. I put my jacket on your shoulder.
Eric Church is using COVID-sniffing dogs named Alex and Timmy at his tour to help detect COVID proteins in his band, crew, and concert staff before shows. According to the Wall Street Journal, the two dogs cost $8,000 for two shows each weekend, but they're more cost-effective than testing. Eric's tour manager credits the dogs with saving the tour. Kane Brown just celebrated his daughter Kingsley's second birthday, and he described her personality. Well, I would say we got lucky with our baby. Um, I've had probably at least 15 to 20 people ask me or tell me that she's the happiest baby they've ever seen. Um, but I feel like she's going to come with some attitude as she gets older. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. An elite runner who suffered a heart attack during a marathon was saved by a pair of spectators. Megan Roth, 34 years old, was on the eighth mile of the Boston Marathon, and she fell to the ground. Fortunately for the running coach and new mom, there were a pair of nurses who were just hanging out watching the race. Amazing. Imagine going down a mile eight, too. I mean, it's not like mile 25 where it may be exhaustion. Like, there was probably something going on. that she didn't even know yeah. was going on. Retired critical care nurse Marie Rogers was watching from her apartment window when she saw Roth hit the ground. She was with another nurse. They were just hanging out. They went over, couldn't find a pulse, started CPR, compressions. They cleared her airway. An ambulance showed up. They did the three shocks on her. Yeah. She regained consciousness. She had gone into cardiac arrest and had those nurses not been watching from their apartment. From their apartment. Crazy. She spent four days in a Boston hospital, underwent surgery. They had to implant a defibrillator in her chest. Mm. But then she went home wow. to her 10-month-old son. So let me shout out Marie Rogers and Cameron Howe. Because I wouldn't be watching a race. Why would I care people running by my house? Right. <laughs> Not only were they watching, they jumped into action. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Is it a getting older thing? Or is it that the last two years have just been weird? But today's November 3rd, and it just feels like this year has flown Oh, by. yeah, so fast. Wow. Is it weird circumstances, or we're just getting older? I have no idea. All I know is I can't believe it's November 3rd. Let's go with older, because we older. are getting older. Mm-hmm. I don't like going with that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. For no reason. I'd rather just go with weird circumstances. Uh, so time to start thinking about Thanksgiving. So here we go. A new poll from YouGov ranked the top dishes... For Thanksgiving dinner. Let's go. Wow. They asked 1,300 Americans to choose from their favorite side dishes. Oh, side. 1,300 Americans. What's your favorite side dish? It is time to play the feud. Let's go. Amy, pick a number one through 100. 42. Lunch. 50. Eddie. 21. Morgan. 33. Ray. Not playing. Zero. Okay, the number's 10. <laughs> Eddie, you have just uh, got the first pick. Yeah, let's go. Number's 10. Okay, Eddie. Okay. Let's, Ten answers on the board. I'm still writing down a little bit here, but let's, I already wrote it down, so let's go with mashed potatoes. Show me mashed potatoes. <laughs> Number one answer, have yourself one point since Ooh, it was the easiest to get. That's not great. Bones, I'm going to go down the list. Give me green beans. Show me green beans. <laughs> that is correct. Green beans or green bean casserole would have been accepted. That's at number six. Okay, I have cranberry sauce. Show me cranberry sauce. And number nine. Big points for that one. 1,300 people were surveyed. What's the best Thanksgiving side dish? Yes, that just came to me. I was like, what do I call this? But it just came to me, so give me yams. Interesting. 
Uh, it's got to be there. Yams. Yams. What are yams? Yams sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Yeah. Oh, that's on there. Though. Show me yams or sweet potatoes. <laughs> Number three is crushing some points right now. I'm looking at the table right now, the dinner table, and I'm saying, Dad, can you reach in there and give me some of that stuffing? Stuffing. Show me stuffing or dressing. Here you go. At number two. I think the game's over. Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> There's some big points on the board still. Ed's got 22 points. I don't know if this is a side, but give me gravy. Show me gravy. Wow. At number five. Now Eddie I'm in is, trouble. Eddie's running the category here. Now, would pumpkin pie be a side? Or is that a dessert? Let's stay away from that just in case. The fact that you even had to ask that question makes me think a little less of you. Really? Pumpkin pie's not a side, it's a well, dessert. Could be. Okay. What if you eat it with your dinner? Well, you could. <sighs> Let's go with mac and cheese bones. Show me mac and cheese. Yeah, oh my gosh! We're seven points. Okay, how many are left? Three. <laughs> <laughs> We've never had anyone run the whole the whole category. Okay, before. okay, let me So think. here's what we have. Mashed potatoes, stuffing or dressing, yams. Gravy, green beans, mac and cheese, and cranberry sauce. There are three answers left on the board. I've got nothing left. Okay, okay. Let's go with the dinner roll. You need dinner rolls. Yep. Show me bread or rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Four points, four points. Okay. Eddie, there are only two left. Now okay. we're just rooting for you to win the whole thing. No okay. one's ever just started and then taken it all the way home. Dude, there, I've got nothing now. Now I'm thinking, like, what do we get at the grocery store? Two answers on the board. A new poll ranks the top dishes from Thanksgiving dinner. These are side dishes that America loves to put aside of their turkey, aside of their whatever their, their main course is. So side dishes only on your plate. Eddie, we have two answers. Can you run the category? We don't do this in my family, but if I were thinking of other sides that people would do, we gotta have corn on the cob. Show me corn or corn on the cob. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! And number this is eight. Crazy. This is crazy. Okay, okay. This is the last one? Yeah. Dude, I have nothing. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay, think, think, Eddie, think. Dinner table. This is the number 10 answer. It's all out there. In the history of this game, no one's ever gone 10 for 10. Because right now, I've named everything that could possibly my family has possibly done during Thanksgiving. I just don't know what other side people could have. Oh my gosh. Eddie, you already won. But for the category sweep. This is two out there. The number 10 answer on the board. Now I'm thinking Cracker Barrel. Go ahead. Give me fried okra. Hmm. I love fried okra. I don't. I just don't think it's on there. I love fried okra. It's possibly Mount Rushmore of sides for me, oh. just in general. Being from the South, yeah. Love mashed potatoes and white gravy. Love corn. Love fried okra. And Eddie's answer is fried okra. For the sweep. Come on. Show me fried okra. Oh no! Anybody want to guess? Salad. Mm -mm. It's no. over. Eddie's won. 
Anyone? Uh, I mean, I, I just can't think of anything else. Casserole is the only other thing I make. Fair. That's good. Uh, that would have been bread, though, and casserole. I yeah. know, but ca- yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to the think of things. The number 10 I make. answer is deviled eggs. Oh, yeah, duh. We have we those never every had those. Oh, yeah. With no. Me either. Unless we went to, you know, Food for Less and got them. Oh. We never made them. Gee, sorry, guys. I'm sorry y'all didn't play. Uh, Eddie. Look at you. Dang, dude. That Big was almost winner. perfect. Big wow. winner. Wow, there he is. I, I do love Thanksgiving. I do love it. And that's the Bobby Feud. <laughs> we did have a first. No one else got an answer right except sorry, for you. Sorry, guys. So this woman was walking her dog. A guy who was very friendly stopped and said, oh, wow, your dog's awesome. Can I take a picture with your dog? And she's like, sure. Doesn't seem weird. I mean, it's a cool dog. Take a picture with the dog. Like half an hour, an hour later, she gets a text from a number she doesn't recognize. It was from him. He got her number off the dog collar. What? Oh. oh that's why he did it? That's legit. So. <laughs> I thought you were going to say. That's the question. <laughs> he legit. ran off with the dog. No, okay. he, he, he got her number from the dog collar. All right. So is this creepy or romantic? Now, here's a clip of Michelle Kimball, the woman, saying, why would anyone think this is okay? Why would anybody think that's okay just to get my phone number from my dog's collar? That's in case my dog gets lost. We never think that people are going to use their dogs to get close to us, but predators, they they have no limits. They have no boundaries. Do we know he's a predator? Well, I don't know, but she I would. feels like he is. Uh, yeah. I Does that put him in the predator? Predator, I feel I feel like that's a bit extreme unless you know he is. Mm-hmm. In my story, I did not see Predator Mike. Did you in any way? I didn't see that at all. <laughs> but it is next level thinking of something a predator, not that this oh. guy is, but might do as a way, a sneaky way to get information. It may also be a next level thing of some guy who's really trying to be romantic. Okay, well, like, no. And, and it's sh- a great story if she's attracted to him. Okay, well, he needs to start with more like, hey... What's your number? Yeah. Okay, well, let's let's go around the room. Creepy or romantic? Amy. Creepy. Oh, quickly. Quickly creepy. Like, hands down, so creepy. Don't like it. Make me so uncomfortable. Even if he was hot, there's that hot to creepy ratio. (laughs) Oh, that creep uh, creeps the hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would have to lean into, like, something's just not right about that. I would have rather him figured out my number another way and been a little bit more direct with me than sneaking it off my dog's collar. It's scary. Lunchbox? It's romantic. Women always say they want their men to do something above and beyond for them. And this guy did something creative above and beyond to show you that he cares and is interested. And all you do is call him a, what did you call him? Predator. predator. I was going to say creative. Well, if they were to get married, that'd be the greatest story. Exactly. But odds are, is he getting married or going to attack her? I picked that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just picking. <laughs> all right. Um, Eddie. Yeah, like, he's not a predator in my eyes, but he's a coward. Like, oh, what is wrong with just asking someone, I, uh, you know, I think you're beautiful. Can we please when have you go dated? Why do you have to say, I think you're beautiful? Well, hey, why else would you ask her for her number? Just a quick question. How long has Mitch you dated anybody? Oh, gosh. 20 years. Okay, cool. Um, Morgan. It's apples. absolutely creepy. I can't even say it. Told because you. it's so creepy. I would never go out with a guy if he did this to me. Yeah, here's the thing. It is creepy. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to do this... What you do is you see the name of the dog, you see her phone number, then you find her on Instagram, and you go that route. You have to find, use that number, use that information to find her somewhere else and DM her, not through cell phone. But it is it is creepy. Yeah, and what did he do? Memorize it real quick, or he took a picture? No, took a picture. Took a picture. Well, I know, but I mean, he the held collar, the collar up. Yeah, he held he the dog backward. The, the collar has to be like tag. perfectly in there. Okay, here's another one. Creepy or legit? 
And this one comes from Amy because you were going to the bathroom? Yeah, so I was walking into the women's bathroom and there was one stall that was like, someone was in there for a while. I even went to the bathroom, came back out, washed my hands, and a guy walks out, a man, a grown man, and I mean, his face was bright red and you could tell he just was mortified. And he told us that he was so embarrassed that he accidentally used the women's restroom. He was actually trying to find a way to sneak out without women being in there, but it wasn't happening. And I just was kind of like, hmm, I have no idea if I believe this guy or not. Like legit, he probably could have. But I mean, there was one of those big, I mean, it was obvious this is women's restroom, like girl with the skirt, women's restroom and he went in there and why did he not go in the men's he said he thought that was the men's Mm. but then he so and then he felt like the need to over explain the fact that he was so embarrassed I think he just liked to hear people pee pee. I don't know I know y'all tell me about these kinds of guys I needed to hear that part again where he thought he was going into the men's not that the men's was full or broken the only thing that made me think he was there wasn't one of those yellow stands outside the men's you know the one that says wet floor yeah it's just because he did look like bright red I think Peep and Toss probably look bright red when they get hot, too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that part. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, creepy or legit? Creepy. Lunch- lunchbox? Legit. You can easily, you could be on the cell phone, not paying attention, see the door. Oh, walk in, sit down. And then you walk out like, uh-oh, awkward situation. I mean, but don't you see, like, no yes. urinals the in your life? The problem is no it. urinals. It smells better. It's just generally, be- there's tampons on the wall. There's all these things. It's much cleaner. Yes. Because there have been situations where I've had to go into the women's bathroom if it's a solo bathroom or our men's bathroom's broken. And it's just like a whole different world. It's like the good part of town versus the bad part of town. There's a couch. Oh, yeah. Sometimes there's a hair salon in there. There's a massage table. (laughs) It's crazy. Uh, So Lunchbox says it's legit. Eddie? No, creepy. Because uh, as soon as you walk in, you look for urinals. There's no urinals. You know you're in the wrong place. I've done it. Hey, we've all walked into the wrong restroom. But you, you quickly get out because you realize this isn't it. Morgan? I think it's legit because I've accidentally peed in the guy's restroom unintentionally before. Not as creepy. Women and the guys, not near as creepy and predatory feeling as a guy and the girls. <laughs> yes. That's true. So not all not, not all is equal. And, and he was almost kind of like, oh, I was stuck in there for so long because I was so embarrassed I didn't uh, want to come out. Only heard huh? four women pee. Yeah. You know, I wanted to hear six. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. I'm going creepy too, uh, especially I... if he could have got into the men's and then didn't realize it and stayed in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you guys for always calling us, either hopping on the show live or leaving us a voicemail. Hey, Bobby, this is actually a message for Amy. Amy, I was listening to the podcast today, and I heard about your Tell Me Something Good about Pat and Stella and their Dairy and the Librarian book. My brother is actually married to Pat's sister, so we are so very excited for Pat and Stella and the good that they have done for the world, and we are very excited to hear about it on the radio. I have forwarded the podcast from today. To Pat and Stella so they can hear all about it. Dairy in the Librarian was a book that a dad and a daughter did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they donate the money to help, you know, a good cause. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's uh, so cool. I love when um, listeners are the people behind our Tell Me Something Goods. When we get notes about that, it's so cool. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Tropicana, you know, the orange juice, they have created a special toothpaste, Ugh. which does not contain the ingredient that makes orange juice taste nasty after brushing your teeth. That's interesting, but I don't know if I'm going to chase that product for that reason, but that is interesting because my initial reaction was, oh, our whole life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like the worst taste ever, especially for kids. Like you're, you maybe you want a little OJ on your way to school, but you brush your teeth. It just ruins the whole experience. Now this problem solved. Watch it be like fluoride or something we need. <laughs> we no, fixed it. It's sodium lauryl sulfate. 
Classic. SLS. Of course. All right. For what short, else? the experts call it. So apparently, we need three boosts to get through the average day, like pick-me-ups. And our first boost is needed at 9, 12 in the morning. A boost then, like coffee? Yeah, like anything that will like give us- Or like a kind word. Well, oh. I'm glad you said both of those because mm-hmm. they both make the list of things that can help give us a boost, some of which we provide on our show. Like getting some good news is a boost. Mm. Tell me something good. Catching some sun, going for a walk, coffee, like Bobby mentioned, maybe fresh air. And then the one I love is receiving a compliment. Well, then let me take a second to compliment you. You're looking very fall and autumn in your fall brown sweater today. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Now she doesn't need her coffee. She's, that's boost number two. Double I gave boost. her boost two. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Justin Moore was sharing some of his favorite end of tour gifts that he's gotten. But get this. From Miranda Lambert, Brantley Gilbert, and Rascal Flats, all separate, they all gave him a gun. Here's a clip. I've been given three or four guns. I know Brantley gave me one. I know Miranda gave me one. Rascal Flats gave me a really cool one. They gave me a Desert Eagle 50 caliber pistol. But it was like number 25 of maybe 200 May or something. Something crazy. And I was like, dude, you can't give me this. And so that one's one that sticks out. When you talk about people giving away guns in the country music, and, and I hear them talk about Rascal Flats. Sometimes the flats guys, they get like, oh, look at those guys. They kind of look all slick and they're pop, you know, sing pop songs on country. <laughs> There's nobody more country than Gary LaVox. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I, th- I feel like he'd walk around handing out guns to people on the sidewalk. He's probably hunting right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I've had a chance to get to know him personally. And I know he has gel in his hair and ooh, <laughs> ain't nobody more country than that. I was talking with him about uh, golf's. A little golf thing in the house, and he's like, "Well, I got a turkey hunt simulator." What? And I was like, "What's that?" He goes, "I take a bow and arrow in there. It's the same thing, and I shoot it in the house." Wow. In his house, he shoots. Is either in his house, or, but he has a turkey hunt simulator. That's cool. <laughs> okay. So when everybody hates on Rascal Flats, <laughs> not for their music because it's great, but they're like, "Look at these guys with their shiny hair," because they're the most country guys. They, I would say, more country than Brantley and even Justin Moore, and they're as country as it gets. Oh yeah. But uh, also, your story about going for a walk. I was going to say this two stories ago. To boost yourself, I saw a really interesting interview with Pete Davidson where he's like, I wake up, most days I'm depressed. He's like, but you know what I do? He says, I know now that I'm going to be depressed. Like, he fights depression hard. He says, so when the sun comes out, I go for a walk. Mm. And usually that's the first step in in lifting my mild depression for the day. Mm. He's like, I know that I feel terrible. But I also know, because I put myself through this uh, this process every single day that if I can go out and walk and get some sun, it'll slowly lift me out of that partial funk. That was a really, um, really vulnerable for, thing for him to talk about, and also interesting. Like exercise and walks in the sun can help some people in certain instances, especially in his. Mm. Oh yeah, him talking about that is going to help so many people because um, he's all like the super funny guy, right? Yeah. yeah. And everything should be going right for him, you think, but he, he battles it, anxiety and depression. Um, so okay, there you go. That's it. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So I love when schools do this. They encourage their students to just do random acts of kindness. And Clover Hill Elementary School did just that. And since implementing the program, their kids... They've done 5,000 random acts of kindness, including helping neighbors and friends that are in need 
or writing letters to custodian workers at the school saying thank you for all of your hard work. The cafeteria staff, office administrators, often people that probably get overlooked. And one of the kids at the school, Lulu, said, it makes me feel really good to do nice things for others. And then little Omar says, it creates a butterfly effect where they just want to keep helping other people. Well, little Bobby says, I miss that square pizza. <laughs> she talks about cafeteria workers. Yeah. They used to, for those that don't know and didn't have cafeteria workers back in the day that would actually hand you the food and school, they would lay out this humongous sheet of pizza. Then they would take and they would cut it into squares. And when you just looked at the whole pizza, it didn't look that good. But when they put it in squares and put it on your tray, hey, chef's kiss. Mm. Oh, so good. Morgan, did you guys have square pizza? Oh, yeah, we did. You did? did? Mm -hmm. wonder when they lost that. Because I don't think they have it anymore. We had French bread pizza where it was like a little boat. It looked like a boat. We didn't even have two options. A lot of schools had you can go to this place, go to the ball, you go to the pizza, the taco bar, yeah. you go to the pizza stand. Ours was slop, like prison. Oh, By man. the time we got to high school, we had a pizza hut in the school and oh, Taco Bell. That's awesome. And Dang. Bluebell ice cream. Oh, come on. <laughs> I know, but. Dang. That's a great story. Good yeah. for that school. Are any of you guys at schools doing stuff like this? No, no. Oh, I'll, where my kids are? Yeah. Uh, not the, I you know what? I have a teacher heard. meeting coming up in a couple of weeks. I'll bring that up. Take, just take it and drop it off at the desk. Perfect. They're going to be like, oh, great. Okay, Eddie, do you want to organize it? <laughs> no, no. Somebody else can do that. All right. That's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. By a say of I, who watches Ted Lasso? I. Oh, pretty much all of us then. On Apple Plus, they are going to start season three production early. One of the guys, I think it's the guy who plays uh, Jamie Tart. <laughs> was talking about how they're going to get back and start shooting in January, which is pretty exciting. No spoiler. Did everybody finish season two? No. Yes. No. Yes. no. Okay. Pretty, pretty good, huh? I think it ended a lot stronger than it was. It started off where you're just kind of like, what are we doing this season? It was still really good, but it, it was a good. It was. I mean, I liked how it concluded itself. Um, so looking forward to season three. That's one of our shows that we watch and we like and can feel good. Some shows we watch, like we watch Succession and we end, we're like, oof. You just kind of like, this is a little, you just feel gross about humans in general. Mm-hmm. Ted Lasso is a good palate cleanser. Yeah, I like um, that. You started watching Young Sheldon. Yes, and we love it. It is so good. It makes me want to apologize for any time I've made fun of you for watching Big Bang Theory. Go ahead, I'm listening. It's making me want to watch it because it's based off, yeah, Sheldon's on Big Bang Theory and it's him when he was a little boy. And it is just the cutest family show. And now, gotta be honest, once we finish this, I'm probably going to move on up to Big Bang Theory. I think the texture of the two shows are a bit different. Oh. But... People did hate on me for saying I like to watch The Big Bang Theory. Because I also was like, all right, two nerds, hot girl, not true. But it's a pretty funny show. Like, it wasn't something that you, like, waited, you know, only 27 minutes till it starts. Or I can't. But it was good. If it was on, you watched it. So, good. Good for you. There yeah, are 12 no, seasons it. of Big Bang Theory, though. You'll never watch all of those. Yeah, and I like Whoa. the, oh, well, yeah. But Young Sheldon, I love that it's good for the kids, too. You know what's coming back? And it may already be back. Dexter. Oh. When that's back, I'm going to watch every episode I possibly can watch. I thought they were done. They did. They've been d- done for 10 years. Oh. They've done, been done for 10 years. <laughs> the same guy is coming back? November 7th. So, yeah. No, he's back. Because I don't want to spoil the end of that whole thing. But a lot of people are mad at the final episode. I wasn't. I was oh. like, great. I was confused the whole time. But it's, it's back on November 7th. I've never seen this it. This week. Yeah, did you know either. November 7th is also when we set our clocks back? Really? This weekend, daylight oh. savings time. Did you know that November 7th, I think, is when Yellowstone comes I back? I did not know November 7th was when the- <laughs> Is that right? I mean, so much happening. Let's go. Let's go, man. <laughs> All right, over to Amy with the morning corny. 
The morning corny. Why do pilgrims' pants always fall down? Why do pilgrims' pants always fall down? Because they wear their buckles on their hats. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was the morning corny. Amy, you're 40 now, right? Yep. I'm 41. And you have to come to a point in your life where you go, I'm not the young one anymore. Yeah, I'm not. I think we're, uh, I've struggled with that mm-hmm. because I was always the youngest to do what I do. And now it's just like I'm just trying to be good at what I do instead of being the youngest. Yep. But what would you say are the best things about getting older? Because I have a list here. They've asked people. In your opinion, what's the best thing about getting older? Wisdom, life experience, being able more confidence, navigating yourself in a different way than you were when you were younger. I just think for me, it's knowing what crap matters and what doesn't. Yeah, like that, to boil it down. That's what like I don't spend near as much time on the bull crap anymore. And sometimes I, I, I do wade over into it occasionally, but then I'm like, oh yeah, I don't like it here. Mm-hmm. I don't like the bull crap. I don't like the bull crap. I'm trying to impress people. I don't need to impress. I don't need to. Like when you get older, dang it, you just wish you knew this when you were 25. <laughs> yeah. And I think people told me and I still didn't listen. But you just don't, you're just like, eh, this is BS. Don't need to be around this situation or those people or, and I'm good. So for me, that's what it is. On this list, not caring about what others think. That's a big one as you get older. Also, as you get older, you just don't have time to care about what others think. Yeah. When you're 22, you got all the time in the world, basically. And you do, and it's image, and it's... But not caring about what others think is a big one. It's That's still very difficult. I think what happens with age, though, is you learn the tools and you learn how to shut that down. It's not that it doesn't pop into your head, because I think some of us naturally Accurate. tend to care. All what of other us people tend think. to care. Yes. I think we just weight it differently and we can right. talk ourselves out of care. But then it's like, oh, recognize, okay, that's noise. I need to compartmentalize that somewhere in my brain, acknowledge it, and move on. Feeling more confident. Yes. Eh. You're not confident? <laughs> I'm confident in the skills that I've developed. As a human being, I think I've grown less confident mm. because the older and smarter I get, the more I realize I don't know anything. And everything I was taught to believe at a young age, I was kind of indoctrinated, which we all are, and that I only believe what I believe because I was told to believe it. And there's that spot where you start to go. For me, it was around 32, 33, where I'm like, oh, man, just because I grew up in that doesn't mean that that's still what represents me. So... It's like the Socrates situation where he travels around to find the smartest guy and you realize that he was the smartest guy because he was the dumbest guy. He was like, I know nothing. And that's the key to being smart is knowing nothing. I am so not confident, but I think it's because I've learned about what I now know I'm not good at. I I guess it depends on which category you put the confidence in because I feel like Oh, my butt? A plus. I've been in a lot of squats. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of squats. (laughs) Like if you're, like when you're doing your thing, like it's your time to shine, like you're on stage, you've got a microphone, like you, I feel like you exude confidence. Like you own it, you know, maybe because you say you don't know what you're doing, you know exactly what you're doing. But to me, you're confident out there. Okay, fair. I mean in life. Yeah. Like now I'm married. I have no confidence that I know how to navigate a marriage. Right. You're newly. And that'll married. happen once you become a dad. Oof. You're going to be like, I, I have to no death idea. That. I have yes. no idea. I had bad, bad mentors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to like, no fault of their own. But my parents were, it was not a good situation. So uh, the next one is acquiring more physical things when you get older. Oh, yeah. I, got, I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's too much. Yeah, my house is awesome. <laughs> I'm good. I'm all good there. I, I can pay my bills, you know, until, again, 28, 29. I worried about paying my bills because I grew up poor as crap. As you get older, you start to also realize what you're good at, what you can push toward, and how you can receive your benefits. If it's, you know, fa- you're you're investing in your family, you're investing in your job to make money, 
But yes, I would agree with that. That's an easy one. I got nicer shoes for sure. Um, life experiences. Yeah, that's what I was going to put under there. Some of them hard, <laughs> some of them amazing, but mm-hmm. even from the hard ones, you can grow. Yeah, for me, I wonder, because I have invested so much in my career. I've probably got some pretty cool life experiences, but I also don't have that many life experiences. Like, I've done a lot of really cool things when it comes to my career has allowed me to go a lot of places and do a lot of cool, but when it comes to life, life experiences, I'm just now getting started. I'm like a 24-year-old because I've never been married, no kids, never been engaged, never loved anybody. So it's like I'm a kid in that aspect where I feel like I'm a little immature in life experience, like life, life experience. Yes. Like, like, not like singing on the stage with Garth Brooks. Experience. Done all that. Hey, right. and, and who can, right? <laughs> Done all that. But I do feel like my maturation process is just starting in that life experiences mode. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's not it. But, but let's also be honest. I look like I'm 25. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird though. Cause you know, you look in the mirror every day. You don't really see yourself getting older, but sometimes when you look at a picture of you 15 years ago, you go, Ooh, or when someone calls no. you sir all the time. Yeah. I don't mind. I mean, I don't know. I get, yeah, the sir, ma'am thing is a little weird. But (laughs) to me now, it's mainly, I I deal with this every day, even like if I'm picking up my daughter from school and I see a 16-year-old driving, they just look so little. Mm -hmm. That's what makes me really feel old is I'm now that person. never likes to hear that term. (laughs) Okay, it could be a girl. Well, whatever. They look young. Yeah. That's what makes, because yes, I feel like, oh, I'm young. I'm fine. And then I'm like, why is that child in a car? (laughs) Oh, they're 16. And I always... Find a way to make it seem like I'm still, like, it's tough my game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I'm not quite to Toby Keith yet. I'm not as good as I once was, right. but I'm as good at least once as I ever was. I'm not quite there, but I can feel myself getting there. So they're saying if you drink tequila, it could strengthen your bones. Let's go! Okay, come on. <laughs> Margaritas all around. Let me yeah. read you the story, because I look at these things, and I'm like, I'm giving it some side eye as I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah, like tequila put out this story. According to a new study, the agave plant used to make tequila could strengthen bones and fight osteoporosis. Yes. Oh. It seems that when tequila makes its way to your gut... There's some bacteria. It ferments the agave. It makes it easier to transport other materials into the digestive system. So they say if you're going to drink hard alcohol, drink tequila. Interesting. Amy, you drink tequila? Well, once he said yeah. agave plant, I was like, maybe this is true. Then yeah. just eat the plant. No, 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 no. I got to imagine it's a bucket of tequila to do anything. <laughs> I would think that the more tequila you're drinking to make it better there, it's doing worse things they, in other yes, ways. Yes, because then there's more harm than that much tequila. So it's like, oh, I don't know. Explain to me as someone who hasn't ever had a drink of alcohol, the taste of tequila. What, what does it do and how does it taste? Eesh. Really? It's strong. You wouldn't like it. Now, if it's mixed in a margarita. But just straight. Okay, I'm straight. Trying, I'm trying to figure this out. Like straight. tequila versus whiskey versus vodka. You will throw it back. And you will instantly get chills all over your body and go, nah. Okay. I mean, and it definitely helps with a little lime and salt. What about vodka? What does that do? Same. I would shoot tequila before vodka, though. Vodka tastes worse? Yeah. It's, vodka's like rubbing alcohol. Yeah. And then finally, whiskey. I don't ever want to have anything to do with whiskey ever again because I think that's what rum is. And I shot no. that back. Is it not? <laughs> no, it's different. Well, it's dark. Anything dark, bleh. Dark to me seems Robitussin-y. No, it's, it's just not? nasty. No. Whiskey is the worst tasting of all of them. Dry, oh, dry. yeah. Yes. But but real men drink whiskey. Like, they like to be like, I drink whiskey on ice. I'm is that, I think I tried to drink whiskey once whenever I was watching Mad Men. Is that what they drank? Yes. I mean, they every episode of Mad Men, they always close the day at the office with a glass of whiskey. <laughs> and so I just got really into it, and I tried, and it's disgusting. Well, speaking of bones, I may need to have some tequila myself. I'm wearing a wrist brace today. Mm-hmm. Went to the doctor. They told me I had a cyst on my wrist. 
So they called and said, hey, we can get into it today. And I said, oh, crap, today? I didn't have anything to do when they called, but I was like, I, I'm not mentally prepared. I, to save anyone from going, oof, while we're doing this, it was multiple needles in my arm at the same time Okay. to bust up the cyst. Okay. And so they took, they pulled out this thing that was like, oh, what? Two, a needle. It's like two feet. Yeah. Oh. It, was a, it probably wasn't two feet, but it was <laughs> really long. And I was just, and so they go into the back of my hand and they shoot the cyst in and then they do some stuff on the side. It was needles galore. What do they do? They drain the cyst? They did all kinds. I don't know. It hurts so bad. When they shoot the the, the uh, medicine in that needle, it, it, I almost jerked my hand out of the needle. Ooh, that wouldn't be good. But the doctor was awesome. I'm on the way back. I got one more injury to take care of from breaking Bobby Bones. My shoulder. I have an MRI on it Friday. Amazing. MRIs are awful, but thank God I have insurance. Yeah. You know, because you sit there for 45 minutes and it screams in your ear. You can't listen to music. <laughs> you just have to think with your thoughts. Um, but I'm almost there. We talked about aging a second ago. This segment is following that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amy had an email that she wanted to read about a segment we did a couple days ago. Now, I haven't yes, read the I've, email myself, but mm-hmm. I do know I was talking about our iHeartRadio uh, country festival, and an artist didn't go to meet and greet. Don't know if they got sick. Don't know why they bailed out, but they were like, we need somebody to fill in for meet and greet. And I was like, but no, they, want, they wanted to meet the artist, not me. They won that. And so I felt stupid and felt like, I was a disappointment to them because they had won a trip to the artist. I was talking about this on the air. Your email says what? Well, yeah, because I was also worried about that whole thing. And then when I got this email, I was like, okay, I need to share this. Hello, Bobby. My wife and daughter, Amanda and Avery, were at your meet and greet. And my wife heard you this morning say that you weren't sure if the group was happy to see you. I will tell you straight up that they couldn't have asked for a better outcome with the meet and greet cancellation. They absolutely love you. If they didn't seem excited, it was because they were just starstruck. They listened to y'all every day and you gave them an ounce and a lifetime. Oh, I can't read. And you gave them a once in a lifetime experience. Thank you for making dad's birthday gift extra special. Josh Young. I was like, an ounce of what? I was like, like, well, that didn't go right. Well, that makes me feel good because I did feel like they won something big and they were disappointed because they got me. Yeah. Well, they weren't. It's awesome. I mean, he called it once in a lifetime experience. No, an ounce of a lifetime. An ounce. (laughs) (laughs) So that's from Josh Young. And so we love hearing from y'all. Yeah. Thank you for that message because I really was feeling like they were extremely disappointed. I mean, once you told me who it really was they missed out on, I was like, oh, yeah, that's. Wait, who was it again? No, we don't say. (laughs) We don't say, but it's big time. Because I don't know why they missed. Right. right? If they missed because of like a personal reason, I'm not going to say. Right. If they were, you know, missing. Because it was a reason that wasn't cool, I would say. But we'll leave that there. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Tyler was hiking with his dog, Tyson, when they're out in the woods. And it's not on the leash, of course, because they're by themselves. When the dog sees a lizard and starts chasing the lizard, and then, whoom, falls off a 170-foot cliff. The dog fell off the cliff? Yes. Chasing the lizard. So he's like, oh, my gosh, my dog's dead. They call the rescue team. They search for hours, uh. and the dog didn't suffer one scratch. Wow. wow. Did he see the dog fall at all? Well, he just saw it go over the cliff, and then it was just how gone. It, how does it not die? Did it, like, fall into the top of a tree? Did it land on top of a car? You know how movies, people land yeah. on cars, yeah. and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm all good. Like a convertible. Or a bounces. dumpster. Yeah. You oh. know how sometimes they fall into a dumpster, <laughs> yeah, and they have, like, trash. the trash just saves them? Yeah. <laughs> but none of that. He didn't Nothing. It. it was a doggone miracle. Okay. <laughs> oh. Was that written in the story? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? Thank you guys for hanging out. Let's go do the news. 
Bobby's Big Stories. I thought this was interesting about Eric Church. He has two COVID-sniffing dogs on his tour. What? Well, here's a clip of his crew members counting off what it takes to put on the tour. And they mention the dogs. Here you go. We've got 18 trucks on this tour. Two COVID dogs. 72 radios. 1,535 water bottles. 7,934 t-shirts in 13 styles. And 31,000 you crazy guys. So, but in that... You know, not to lose the headline, he has two COVID-sniffing dogs. I didn't know that, that was a thing. The dogs have a 99% detection proficiency. It takes about 30 seconds to size somebody up. They check Eric's band and crew before every show. And if the person doesn't pass, then they take another test. <laughs> Eric's tour manager says they've probably saved the tour. Wow. They had a COVID breakout a few weeks ago, and he went on and played acoustic and played solo without the band. I think it was in Philly. And now they have these dogs. Oh. Wild. Wow. Very cool. How much are those dogs? I mean, Probably not cheap. <laughs> yeah. Probably not cheap. Uh, Shanghai Disney on lockdown as officials test 30,000 people. Whoa. So they've got 30,000 people held up as they oh. make sure to test everybody because oh. they're not playing over there. Wow. Fireworks boomed as visitors at Shanghai Disneyland waited for COVID-19 test results, surrounded by healthcare workers dressed from head to toe in protective suits. They announced Sunday that it was no longer accepting new visitors, and was cooperating with an investigation. They locked down the park as they rushed to conduct a mass testing of the visitors on site. Whoa. 30,000 people were locked in the park by Chinese government, (gasps) and they were forced to test negative before they were allowed to leave. From the AP, all 33,863 people who are in the park are getting tested. That's crazy. So they went into that not knowing that day that 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 was going to happen to them? I would think not, They just went to the park, and then suddenly now they're held hostage in Disney? Hostage, maybe not the word I would use. We feel that way. They're stuck in there. <laughs> Can't leave. That's why I love America. Well, I, I mean, mean, guys, that wouldn't happen here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm in Orlando at Walt Disney World. I can't get out until I test not, negative. Not Florida. No, not Florida. <laughs> oh, yeah, Florida. No way. Um, That'd be high-fiving, folks. <laughs> maybe another place. But. Oh, boy. But, yeah, they held, wow. they held them and... It looks like so far most people are negative. Oh. They just don't want to break out there again. They're, yeah, they no, are. I mean, you got to think that's where it started. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the epicenter. Yes. <laughs> also, that China. Telling <laughs> <laughs> you, man. <laughs> uh, Atlanta Braves won the World Series last night. The Braves won the World Series in Game Six after defeating the Houston Astros seven zero. Here's the final call as the Braves defeated the Astros to win the World Series. Left side, Swanson to first. The Braves. Watched it last night. Pretty cool. As a huge Chicago Cubs fan, I like to see other teams that aren't good for a long time win. Not that they weren't good, but they hadn't won a whole title since 95, I believe. So I texted a couple of my friends, and I was like, hey, good for you. I wish it was me enjoying life right now, but good for you. I thought of Cole Swindell right away. Cole and Travis Denning are, <laughs> yeah. are massive Braves fans. Jason Aldean. Yeah. Um, so I texted I texted him. I was like, hey, congratulations. So uh, there you go. Braves won the World Series. Good for them. Brian Laundry was probably already dead when the cops started searching for him. So all that hunting for Brian Laundry in the Gabby Petito case was probably for nothing. North Point, Florida Police Chief Todd Garrison said that Laundry had probably already taken his own life by the time authorities started searching for him. Of course, the area where he was found was under four feet of water, which is why it took so long. Garrison also admitted the cops once mistook Laundry's mother, Roberta, for him during surveillance work at the Laundry's home. 
I oh. wonder if that last trip home, he even told him, hey, I'm, I'm out. I'm going to go kill myself. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't either. That's why I wonder. <laughs> we, we don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I agree no, with that. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I'm just, the whole thing is still so crazy to me. So that's the news. Before you close it up, I'm being told that uh, two, two updates. According to a report, COVID sniffing dogs may cost $10,000 and scent training per dog is $16,000. Oh. That is from the Transportation Security Administration. And I'm being told now that everybody was negative at the park. Okay, wow. good. Okay, all tested negative. So they all got out. They were all, they're all out. That's crazy. That many people. That's what's up. That's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. On the phone is Kimberly in Michigan, who has called us. We appreciate that. Kimberly, what's going on? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. I just got done with an MRI of my brain, Bobby. Yeah. I and did. yeah, yeah. What'd you say? I don't know. It wasn't bad at all. Let me have earplugs and headphones. Oh, they don't let me do crap. I go into the MRI machines. I've had one on my brain. I've had one on my wrist. And it's like, no headphones. I have to empty my pockets like I'm going into prison. It's like, put put everything from your pocket (laughs) in the locker. (laughs) Lock it in. Go in there, lay down, shut up, and be quiet. And what does it sound like? So, I don't know if you're rubbing it in, Kimberly, but my mood just soured. I was trying to tell you that you just need to get people that will accommodate you. Oh, so she 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 just found the right people and probably said the right thing. Yeah, I also don't have people, so you know. <laughs> uh, Kimberly, thank you for the call. I have another one on Friday. I'm in MRI land right now. Slip of my for the wrist or the no, my shoulder. Oh, yeah, gosh. shoulder. Okay. Uh, Amanda in Texas, you're on the air. Amanda, what's going on? Video. Hey, morning. Um, I have any Bobby's opinion on something. All right, let's go. Okay. I am trying to push a wedding together, like just put it together really quickly. Um, because my fiance is going to adopt my kids and it's easier when you're married. Um, so I found a venue and it's $2,000 on Thursday, but 3000 on Saturday. So we decided to do it on Thursday. Um, and I got a really nice message from my sister saying that nobody's going to come because it's on a Thursday. Um, so I don't know what to do if I should just like push it back and like, cause we would do it if we had the extra funds on a Saturday. Do I just push it back and like push the whole adoption and everything back? Or do I just have it on a Thursday? Is the adoption that time dependent? Listen, the money thing I'll get to in a second, but the, it's two days. I mean, is that actually affecting the adoption where a court can only get to it that day or they have to wait another month or so? No. So we're going to start the whole process like after the wedding. Yeah. Um, but we would like to start the process as soon as possible. Well, I just want to let my sister dictate when I'm having my wedding. Like, that's what it comes down to. And I don't know how many people you're inviting, but if you want to have it on a Thursday, have it on a Thursday. Like, it's not, she doesn't get to march in there and go, oh, you shouldn't have it. If you feel like the people that you love can come to a wedding on a Thursday, I will admit it will be tougher for people to get to a wedding on a Thursday. Because traveling, work, Unless the, the people aren't traveling. Unless it's just people from around, you know, home, your family. Oh, I would assume if a sister sent an email like that, that it, she was implying for out-of-town people. What do you think about that situation? Is it for out-of-town people, Amanda? Most of my family is not in Texas, and the wedding is in Texas. Okay. Are you getting the feedback from them that it's tough to get to your uh, town on a Thursday? Only my sister. <laughs> Have the wedding on a Thursday. Especially if it's a thousand bucks that you don't have. If it's 50 bucks, maybe. But have the wedding on a Thursday. Tell your sister, hush up. And if for some reason a lot of your family cannot come, then you readdress. 
But right now, it's just your sister being a sister. And that's okay. She loves you. But have your wedding on a Thursday. And, and awesome for the kids. Good luck with that. Thank you. Thank you. It's a huge step. So <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. Feel pretty good about this guy? Is he a winner or what? He's the best. Like, I, I could not say anything, like, bad about him. What's his his worst quality? (laughs) My kids have been through a lot, so he's definitely like pulled them out and like made them happy again. That's awesome. That's amazing. Hey, good for him. Good for you guys. Congratulations. Have that wedding on a Thursday, unless you start to feel from other folks that that's the case, that they can't make it, okay? Okay, thank you. And then if that's the case, I'll sell a few of these beanie babies and and we'll help her out. (laughs) Yeah. All right, have a good day. (laughs) Thank you. All right, bye bye. They were playing truth or dare. And so the backstory is back in 2018, a 94-year-old named Mary Gregory died after a fire ripped through her home. Since she was a heavy smoker and suffered from dementia, authorities just wrote it off as an accident. Well, a year later, things started to unravel. This guy, Tiernan Darton, was asked, hey, what's your darkest secret? Well, playing truth or dare. And he revealed that he set fire to his grandmother's curtains because he didn't want her to suffer anymore. What? From there, investigators found his devices loaded with searches, wondering if... Anyway, he confessed to murder. No! Was he at a party? Like, no. where was this? It How doesn't say where he? they were playing Truth or Dare. What? Uh, the source is some site called Unilad. <sighs> but... What do you do? I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough question to answer anyway. What's your deepest, dark secret? I probably wouldn't answer Not a good it. answer to that one. <laughs> well, I know, but you I'm probably sure. go like four up on the depth chart. You don't go all the way down <laughs> to the bottom. You give them some so they're satisfied, but you don't go and confess your full wow. murder. But he probably has been waiting to just get that out. Because that's something that he said to carry time? with him. And is it... I, I'm not sure the <sighs> rules on truth or dare, like the official rules. But is that not privileged information? Like an attorney? Like you can't go share truth or dare. Yeah, like no. a therapist? <laughs> Does I don't that think work? that's the same thing. That's not it? You put a dollar in their pocket, they can't tell? Because no. they represent you now? No? No, but what do you do? I mean... You go dare. Right? Like, why didn't you I don't know, because Dare always ends up with me naked. Oh, that's, that's what I feel like. <laughs> that's I'm telling with, you. He that's the problem a... with truth or dare. Like, I'm, I'd always pick truth, but then I wouldn't tell the truth. Okay. <laughs> you just don't go down to the deepest, darkest. Crazy. Uh, secondly, a guy, he gets home and he's like, what is happening? Reverend Mike Hall was away working when he got a phone call from worried neighbors that there were people inside of his property. He came back to his house and found that the house had been completely stripped of his belongings and renovations, and renovations already started to take place. Turns out some fraudsters sold his house. The people who bought it, they weren't doing what they thought was wrong. No, they told him to get out because this was their house because somebody took over his identity and sold his house while he was gone. So he gets back to his house that was sold to someone else. They were renovating it, and they're they're looking at each other like pointing, like the Spider-Man meme. (laughs) My house, my house, your house, here. But so a BBC investigation found his identity had been stolen and the scam, uh, scammers had pocketed $249,000 from the sale of the home. Crazy. Wild. That's a bad that one. You just get home and you see people oh. in your house doing demo. Mm. You guys, let me take this caller from Heather in Oklahoma. I think we're going to try a game here. Heather in Oklahoma, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I have a chance for you to win $100. How do you like that? Awesome. What would you do with a brand new crisp $100 bill? <laughs> um, maybe I have no idea. Not spend it all in one place, I hope. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're nope. going to play a little bit of this game called Blank Slate, which is actually turned into a super fun game on the air. It's a board game that we play. 
But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you, for example, if I said blank drum, you have to fill in that word, the, the blank. So, Eddie, if I said blank drum, what would you say? Lonely drum. Because that's a song. Yeah. Right. What would you have said, Heather? What would I have said? Um, who? I blank drum. Oh, we, goodness, that's a hard one. You can't get a point here, so it's just an example. Just say lonely. <laughs> just say ear. Lonely. Okay, or ear, oh, ear oh. drum would that's work. Yeah, yeah. Kick, oh, yeah, ear drum. Kick drum, bass drum. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So you can pick anyone on the show, and I'm going to give you five of these. If you match two out of five, you win 100 bucks. okay? So anyone okay. That's, that's here in this room that's on this show, you can ma- you can play with. Who would you like to play with? Um, I want to play with Lunchbox. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready, Lunchbox? I'm ready. I'm going to win this lady 100 bucks. She's going to take me out to dinner. Heather, Lunchbox, <laughs> the word is snow blank. So Lunchbox is going to write his down. Heather, don't oh. answer quite yet. Okay. Snow blank. Go with my first instinct. Heather, are you ready? Yes. Snow blank. What do you have? Me? Yeah. Snowball. Snow. Oh! Snowball. Lunchbox? Snowman! Oh! <laughs> I went man first, and I scratched it up a ball, and then I was like, no, go with your first instinct, man. Gosh, I went I... back to man. Mm. Oh! thought for sure you'd say balls. Oh for one. Wait, what? What? Snow well, no, ball. she said ball. That's what I had. Snowballs. Yeah. Okay. Um, Heather, are you ready for number two? Sorry, Heather. Yes. Sound blank. Mm. As we're playing blank slate, you can get this at your local store, your Target, your Barnes and Noble. Sound blank. Both you guys good? I'm in. Heather, you good? Yeah. Lunchbox. Uh, wait. Who do we go first? You go to her first. Heather, go go ahead. Machine. Sound machine. Lunchbox? I don't even know what that is. Sound what? wave. What? Oh, I don't want sound effects. Yes. I'm a machine. I wave. Oh. I might have went sound balls. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> well, so far, if she had picked me, we'd be winning. Okay, 0 for 2. All right, here we go. Right here. Come on. You got to get what two. What is her name? Her name Heather. is Heather. Heather, let's focus. <laughs> Why are you Heather? yelling? Focus, Heather. We got this. Come on. Team <laughs> blank. <sighs> Team blank. All right. If you don't get this one, Heather, I'm going to have to talk to you. <laughs> well, okay. Wow. You don't want to do that. Okay. She's really feeling threatened oh. right now. <laughs> Team blank. Heather, what do you have? Player. Team player. Ooh, ooh. Interesting. I would have gone with teammate. I would teamwork. What would you, what'd you put? Team eight. Mate. Teammate. Mate. Yeah. Mate. Teammate. Team player. Teammate. Talk, talk I to said her. teammate. <laughs> I, I would yeah, imagine. Teammate you. is the easiest one. I Heather, like you need to focus and start getting like. On Why my is it le- her fault? You, you need to get on her level. Maybe. Go ahead, Heather. That's what I was gonna say. Every, everything's always not his fault. But right? Heather, we were so close. Like we should have had snowball. That was my fault. Like I, I went with my first instinct. Shouldn't have done that. But sound machine was terrible on your part. And team player, no, that was like. I mean, way out of left field. Well, I need you guys to focus. You have to get these two or Heather yes. doesn't win the money. Heather, this is it right here, okay? You have to get Come this on. one right, okay? All right. Okay. Side blank. Oh. What was the word? Side. Side blank. She's not going to put that, so I can't write that. Or is she? No, she doesn't even know what that is. What? Side Side blank. What do you put in the blank that matches? Okay. All right. Come on, Heather. Come on. Side blank. <laughs> Come on, Heather. 
Well, write, write you guys' answer down, what you would have said, too. Okay. All right, Heather. Come on, It's Heather. up to you. Uh, oh, she doesn't have it. Sounds, um, like, sounds like she's doing a little blues singing. Uh, <laughs> Back to the ball. Nah, 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 nah. Do you have anything? Heather, side blank. I tried to think of something. Sideburn. Sideburn. That's a good one. That oh, is a solid good. one. I, I, I don't have that one. Does anyone have sideburns? No. 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 Lunchbox, what do you have? Well, at first I had side piece. Oh, and then nice. I decided she wouldn't have that. She wouldn't know what that was. So I put side effect. Side effect. Oh, I, like, put, I put side dish. That's oh. a good one. Oh. <laughs> side I know cr- what side piece is, lunchbox. Well, why didn't you write it? <laughs> what is this? I don't. It's, it's like a girl on the side. Was. That's yeah, what I side have. Piece. Side piece. Oh. <laughs> don't know why I have You it. did have side piece? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. <laughs> but I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a gun. Uh, okay. Well, she didn't, it's a side get, arm. she didn't get two, oh, okay. so the game is over. Bonus question! All right, it's Heather, a- are you ready? Heather, you have one more shot. It's all on the line, okay? Come on. Okay. Blank bug. Lunchbox and Heather, you guys have Blank to match. Bug. Blank bug. You can do it. You, you can don't get do it. it. Come on, Heather. <laughs> like, like, use that noggin of yours. I know you're smart somewhere in there. Come on. Blank bug. What? Heather. I got one. Do I go? Yep. Go. Come on, Lunchbox. Lady. Okay, I'm going to tell you what I put, Lunchbox, before you give your answer. What'd you put? What'd you put, Amy? Lady. I put bed bug. Oh. What'd you put? A lady. Oh, we have three ladies in a bed. Lunchbox, what did you put? For for the win. The first thing, I mean, these are all over my house, so the first thing that popped in my head was stink bug. But is that what you wrote down? But I wrote down, Lady Bug! Snowball, but we got Ladybug, and that's all the my lady. What are you just yelling words <laughs> yeah. now? Now, since yeah. you're lady, earlier lady. you're gonna have to have a talk with her. Uh, the prize is courtesy of our friends at OP Games. Uh, that is a fun game, it is called Blank Slate. You can play it with your friends and family, it's it's all over the place. You get it, we play it all the time for game night. Uh, but that's a pretty fun game for on here, huh? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, Ooh. Heather, congratulations, we'll get you that hundred bucks, okay? Thank you. Hey, Bobby, yeah, um. On the MRI, I know somebody already said you can listen to music and stuff, but you said you couldn't. They made me throw all my stuff in a locker. They basically put me in prison. Yeah, but if you tell them you're claustrophobic like I am, they'll let you listen to headphones, and they'll even put a wash rag over your eyes if you want. I used to get so just, that's great to hear, and I'm going to do that, but I would get so much crap from this show. I grew up in Arkansas. I called a wash rag, too, and you guys would shame me. So (laughs) Heather and I are the same, and the rest of you guys can kick rocks. Okay. Well, I guess so. Now we know if the word was wash and there was a blank, y'all would say rag. Wash rag, that's right. And we would probably say cloth. Cloth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not us. (laughs) All right, Heather, thank you for the call. Stay on the phone, okay? Okay, thanks, Bobby. Uh, It's op games, not OP games. Yes. They've changed their name recently. Up games. Thank you. Anyway, play Blank Slate. It's an awesome game. We also chased down the biggest news stories in the land. It's what we're known for. Yesterday on the show, we were talking about a guy who is a special teams coach. I think he maybe coaches tight ends at the University of Texas. And his girlfriend, they also call wife, not sure the relationship, had a pet monkey. She used to be a stripper. The pet monkey used to uh, strip with her. 
Well, we got her. Got on the pole, I think. Um, the monkey was a prop. It would get on the pole with her. <laughs> so the monkey became a viral sensation. It bit a trick-or-treater on Halloween. It was a whole situation. I got more texts about this from friends than anything else yesterday. <laughs> they were like, did you see this story? We have on because we, could, we couldn't we could get the, the woman on. Oh. Because apparently there's some legal issues that she's mm. she can't talk. Because they're in, in an ongoing. Yeah. Yes. But we have on Liz. Liz, what is your job in this organization? I'm, I'm Liz, the director. I'm actually a public assassin's producer, main videographer. So I was out there. I'm from Chicago, so I often fly in to film a lot of her different events. And uh, some are charitable, some are for fun. And this one was for fun. It was for Halloween. So that's the reason why I was out there. And I'm um, talking to you today was because me and her were the only adults at her home on Halloween during the time of trick-or-treating. So... That's why I'm here today. So you're talking with us because you were at the house when this monkey bit the kid. Yeah, I was at the home. Like I say, on Halloween, me and her were the only adults during the time of the the matter that we're talking about, yes. So what happened? I'll just ask you just wide open. What happened and how did the kid get bit by the monkey? So um, for Halloween, she had prepared for, she just wanted everyone to have fun. So she took a lot of time and effort into building uh, a Halloween maze on the side of her home. And so she had prepared where well, biggest concern that we had when we um, knew the trick-or-treats would be there was to determine how to keep them from going on other parts of her home. So she had closed off the gate of the side where the maze was at, put up signs, and everyone that came that wanted to go into the maze, we told them, you can only come in the same way that you, you the same way you enter is the same way you exit. So once you see the gate, turn around and come right back out. And so that's what everyone did. Everyone had to come past us to go into the maze and then exit the same way. And so um, we were there, me and her were talking, and then two individuals uh, two individuals came to speak to us, and they said that uh, they were there to inform us that someone had been hurt on the side where she houses her monkey. And so we were both shocked because we didn't understand how like someone had been hurt over there by her monkey when everything was designated away from that area and they were only able to be on the side that we were standing on to pass out the candy and where the maze was. So we both were uh, shocked to to be informed by this. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much the story behind it. So in your opinion, based on your recollection, do you feel like the person who was bit by the monkey went into an area of the house they weren't allowed? Or do you feel like the monkey came into a part of the maze where it shouldn't have been there was no way the monkey came into the part of the maze like i say the monkey's on a total different side of the house inside of her cage she was not a part of any halloween activities not a part of the maze no the monkey was not performing on a pole or anything that the internet is saying she was on her side where she is housed and there's also another gate that is locked before you even get into her area of the home so yes the um the, the, the child that was that the guy informed us about that had been hurt was on the other opposite side and the other side of her home that he had no permission to be on. So, yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. So someone went into a part of the house that they were not supposed to go into and were attacked by a monkey that was in its rightful place. That's what I'm hearing from you, that the fault is, in your opinion, based on what you know, Someone went into a place they shouldn't have been and were attacked by. It could have been a monkey. It could have been a dog. It could have been anything that was living, protecting, hanging out. 
Yeah, I'm yeah. A, I'm, that's what I'm telling you. Yeah. That. I know. I'm just, I'm just having you say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not saying, well, what I'm saying is. It's not the monkey's fault. Justice for the monkey. We were told, no, I'm not, that's, that is not what I'm saying. What oh. I'm saying is, we were informed that so, someone had been hurt on the area where her monkey is housed. Mm-hmm. We were told that, like, like, let me make sure that I word this correctly because I am on air. Any, no matter whether it's a serious injury or less than a serious injury, which we were told it was a minor injury. Our intentions, especially hers, were not in, intended for anyone to get hurt on her property, which is why she made sure she had signs and made sure she carefully planned that no one should be on the other side of her home. So for uh, for this child have, to have been bitten by her monkey, they were didn't have permission to go on that side, and they no, they should have not been in that area of the home because no one gave permission to wander around on her property on the other complete side of her house where her mm-hmm. monkey is housed. I agree. If this is the case, I said this yesterday. If someone went into a part of the house where they shouldn't have been and a monkey got them, that's on the human. Right? Can't we all agree on that? Yes. Yes. So if that's the case, justice for the monkey. You know, if we have a way to see, it's just you rare. There's just a lot of factors that make this story so interesting. College football coach. A monkey that does a strip routine. (laughs) A high five. It's amazing. I mean, I've never been to a strip club, but I was like, look at this monkey on a strip on a stripper pole here. High five. And that's the cool. Is the monkey pretty cool? Like, yeah. Have you met the monkey yourself? Oh, oh, I've been annoying the monkey since she brought the monkey. Like I said, I've been her videographer for over eight years. And the, the moment she brought bought the monkey and brought her home, like I've been since I've been watched pretty much watched the monkey grow. Like I've mm-hmm. done photo shoots with her. She's such a sweet, such a sweet monkey. Like. Yeah, Do you uh, this feel is like, the first I've ever heard yeah. of her being vicious or aggressive because I know she's not like that, and it's just really hurtful of what people are saying on the internet and all the things they're posting because I know that's not the truth and that's not the case. It's just like you said, if it's any animal, like if any any animal who sees a stranger, or it's just I mean, we I wouldn't go to someone's property and walk in a yard with a person's dog or that's right, my hand in a cage with a person's dog. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't but, either. Yeah. And you're vouching that's a pretty cool monkey before this situation. And the monkey's getting a bad oh, rap. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, if this is the case, I say justice for the monkey. I mean, what's the monkey up to now? Is the monkey in hiding? Is the monkey still chilling at the house? Do we have an update on the monkey? No, no. I'm pretty sure the monkey right now is eating fruit. Mm. I wish day. that's what I was huh? doing right now. Yeah, yeah. just just chilling. chilling. Mm-hmm. Why was she just uh, quickly? Hi, I just was curious why when Bobby said justice for the monkey, you backed away and was like, "That's not what I'm saying." I just didn't know if there was more to that. No, I mean, I mean that's just his his word or his opinion. How you want to say it? I I wouldn't necessarily. I yeah. would. That was his word, and I just was listening. Yeah. Okay. That gotcha. happens a lot with me. Yeah. <laughs> I just say stuff and people listen. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you giving your side of the story. What's the side of the story that you're hearing from the other side? Is it that the monkey was just roaming free in the haunted house or the haunted maze? Well, I don't know what the people are insinuating, but just like I've seen some stuff on the internet where they're like, oh, vicious monkey and prying off the arm. Like, that's just ridiculous. Like, no way. None of that is true. Okay. Any, um, any other questions? Because I, I feel like we've gotten to the bottom of this. Yeah, I think so too. Like, ju- case dismissed. Like said, no, no kid that walked past us informed us that they had been hurt or anything. Like, no one said anything. So, like I said, we were approached by two adults, like, way after this incident occurred, and that's how we found out about it. Like, no one was told us anything. No no one informed us about anything when they were on their way out. So. Let, me, let me throw this at you. I uh, don't know the, the football coach here, but is he rich? Like, is it was it a big house and maybe somebody got lawsuit eyes? 
There was no way for them to get lost because, like I said, we had the had that area blocked off. So oh, no. she didn't hear you. No, like, no, like. Uh, uh, Okay, not, uh, let me let me phrase it differently. Was the house so big where people go, hey, I could probably make some money if I slip or fall or get bitten by a monkey, you know? Well, he, he, do, he does have a big home. Mm. Yes, they do have a, a nice home. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lunchbox, anything you want to ask before we go? Yeah, like when this all gets settled, the dust settles, does the monkey and her go on tour? Could you guys stop by the studio? Okay. All right. Hey, listen, uh-huh. thank you, Liz. <laughs> uh, I think you you have said your piece. If this is the case, if someone were to come into my house and, and I said, don't go into that door, and they went into the door and my dog bit them in a place they shouldn't be, that ain't my fault. That's the person's fault who went into the house. Now, I wasn't there. I don't know. If there's a monkey wandering out of haunted maze biting people, different story. <laughs> different, yeah. But, but that doesn't seem to be the case from what I'm hearing. So as of today, and I could change. The wind could go, and I could change my mind. But justice for the monkey. Yeah. Justice for the monkey, justice for the dancer, justice for the family, justice for the University of Texas. Hey, they've had a tough year in football. Yeah. I'll be honest. <laughs> we expected more. But there's a lot of justice around here. And I'm not going to have it on this show. I will not have a monkey be bullied. All right, Liz, thank you. I hope you have a great day. All right, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Because so, you know I'd flip real quick if somebody called me from the other side and be like, that monkey's roaming. I'm like, justice for the kid! <laughs> you flip. <Both>. Like <laughs> so, how, what, how did we get her on the phone? I have no idea. Scuba Steve just goes. Scuba's amazing. Scuba goes, hey, we got us. Uh, he's like the main woman the, the, yeah. who in the story has been uh, referred to as the dancer or the stripper or the girlfriend. Danielle. Yes. Yeah, I reached out to her and she'd love to come on, but she can't She can't make a statement like you mentioned, legal reasons. Plus, they don't want to cause any more controversy for the school. So she's like, well, I can, you can talk to the videographer. So that's how that's so, Oh, got her on. Is that? Do you think she feel their word? It seems like she was being super careful with their words, and she really wanted us to know that they were the only two adults there at the time. So, do you think the coach is like, "Hey, let's make it be known I was not even there. Like, I had nothing He's to do with this." He's probably out coaching this. tight ends. He's like down at Hut. He's probably doing that over the field a couple miles away. Big game on trying to help the team get better because again, right. old Sark ain't performing to expectations. <laughs> let's just be honest right now. Uh, okay, we feel good about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good call. Yeah. I mean. You know, right now I'm pro monkey. Unless you can be swayed. Unless I get a call going, it was the opposite. And it's interesting that something wouldn't be Be a terrible juror. Like, in the moment. Like, if you got bit by a monkey, you would think in that moment, it'd be like, I just got bit. If I'm in my head, I'm just going to make this story up. Completely making this story up. If I know, if I'm a kid and I know there's a monkey in the house and I'm not allowed to go in the house, but I have a chance to go see a real life monkey. Oh, yeah. I'm probably sneaking in the house to see a monkey. Heck, as an adult, I might be doing that too. On Halloween too, like how oh, cool Halloween be? monkey. What gets better than Halloween monkeys? <laughs> Nothing. Know. Yes. Okay. So that's where I'm going to leave this. Good. I don't feel like I've been presented both sides, but right now I don't feel like I need them. <laughs> uh, thank you for the call. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Oregon. A man led police on a high speed chase, crashed the car, runs, breaks into a house. Like, man, how am I going to get out of here? Looks through the closet and he finds a Ricky Bobby costume from Talladega Nights. Throws it on, tries to jump on a bicycle. Bike has two flat tires. Oh. Well, everything went wrong. <laughs> oh, he, but the costume, though, shouldn't. The yeah, costume's I just a racing suit. Yeah, well, he put it on. Instead of just putting on normal clothes, he yeah. put on a costume and then got a bike out of the garage, started riding down the street. Bike had two flat tires. And then why would you continue riding the bike? You try. You just have tire? to try. Sounds like you tried anything. Yeah. He's just throwing it you all against go. the wall. Whatever yeah. sticks. <laughs> okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. 
so you saw your own version of the bonehead story of the day? Yes, I'm driving down the highway, going home, and I see a car pulled over, and I'm like, oh no, that's horrible. you know, what happened to them? But then I see the guy open his his door, which is the lane closest to the highway. And I'm like, why would you do that? Everybody knows you're supposed to crawl over and get out of the passenger side, right? <laughs> I don't know. Interesting, I know. Uh, I don't know either. No, no, no. I think I would look and go... Do I, oh, do I have enough space to get out? Right, okay. you wait for an opening and then you get out. Well, I would even pull over enough to try to have that opening and time it and then get out. Yeah. No, he ha- <laughs> no, he opened this door like now he ha- he owned that lane of the highway. Like, like cars are just flying by. Like it was actually near the exit towards your house, and I mean, could have been could have been you flying by in that left lane. Boom, so take you the think guy out. His door was really close to the road where people could. It's too close. Yeah. To your point, he was not pulled over in the grass. He was pulled over right at the line and they decided <laughs> to open his door. And I just thought that I am witnessing a bonehead. Luckily, he wasn't hurt. But this would, if it made the news, like if his door got, you know, swiped off. Crazy, too. Or if you he, were to see that. Yeah. Or do that, hit somebody's car door. Yeah, that would be a bonehead story of the day. Mm-hmm. Last night, we were driving back because we went to the mall. We were driving back and I saw two black SUVs together. And over to the side of the road were two black cars with their doors open. Something was happening. Something fishy was happening last night. FBI? Fishier. Or celebs? I don't know. Any of that counts as fishy in my book. <laughs> but I was like, there are four black cars. They were all the same. Two SUVs, two black cars by each other. So either Harry Styles or Joe Biden. Or somebody's getting fired. <laughs> somebody, yeah. yeah. Or there's a mob hit going down <laughs> last night near the house. Or uber black people, they hang out oh, while they're right. in between rides. Yeah, I would reclassify... People that order an Uber Black. It sounds like you yelled Uber Black people. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, they might saying. be people that drive for Uber in their black car. Yeah, they all, they all matched, though. Okay. They all matched, though. Uh, so, but that was us last night. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show.